Tells us a wise son heareth his father's, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. And we have been asking the question, are you listening? Boy, that's one that a parent would ask their kid a lot. And uh, as even that verse reminds us in Proverbs chapter 13, uh, but uh, it's an important question for all of us to ask. Are you listening? Are you uh, listening to God and his word? Are you listening to the instruction and counsel and guidance of life? All around us, we've already learned in part one, didn't we? As we walk through the book of Proverbs, that there's instruction everywhere. The question is whether we are learning it. Instruction, correction, uh, all those things tied together, both um, if you would say the, the physical correction aspect and the verbal instruction aspect, uh, those things in life we need to listen to. So let's ask God to help us, give us wisdom as we look at this subject one more time in the book of Proverbs. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the opportunity for us to gather together this evening, dig into the book, uh, and uh, to find out what you would have for us from the book of Proverbs. And so... Uh, Father, help us to be listeners. Help us to uh, see the admonitions tonight and uh, the different aspect now of listening. And I pray that our hearts would be touched uh, with truth and that we would respond to it and help us to learn to be listeners in life. And I'll thank you for it. pray this in Christ's name. Amen. There's a mother who uh, described how her teenage daughter taught her the power of listening. Uh, one evening after dinner, daughter was especially disappointed, kind of depressed about a situation at school. Now, although mom was very tired herself, she sat and listened as her daughter poured out her concerns about all the things going on and the issues at the school she attended. At. Uh, as the daughter continued, the mother was wondering to herself, you've never done this before, what can I possibly say to help her? I feel powerless right now. I don't know what to do about this. But she listened, and she listened attentively. She was unable to come up with any words of comfort or wisdom. But the daughter, kind of at the end of her, um, her, her speech, as she shared these things going on, she said this, thanks for sitting with me, Mom. I feel so much better now. Well, that was the end of it. The daughter's whole outlook on her situation changed. Uh, the mother hadn't done anything but listen. And she did what the daughter needed, though. She needed someone to just hear her out. Now, wouldn't it be great if all of life's problems could be resolved by having someone listen? Um, actually, you know, we do have all the answers, but, but no one in the government seems to be listening, you know. Uh, we do have, and the Bible has the answers for life. Now, it'll never happen where all problems can be solved by just having someone listen to you talk. But the mother did learn a lesson about the value of listening. And quite honestly, it's a, an important lesson for us to learn according to the book of Proverbs. Remember we said that the word instruction is found 50 times in the Old Testament. 30 times, 30 of those are the book of Proverbs. And it's no wonder Pro, uh, Solomon talks about instruction because what are Proverbs but instruction? I mean, it's just telling us how to live life. It's correcting us when we're wrong. It's telling us the things that we need to do that are right. And so what he encourages and what he urges us throughout uh, the scriptures and throughout the book of Proverbs is just to learn to be a, a listener. Uh, 
The many, uh, we already learned about where we find instruction, but now we share some important things we need to know about instruction. So that's why we have part two. And we're going to begin with warnings, and then we're going to look at the work to instruction, and then, well, had to follow with the W, right? So we'll call it the wrap-up. Uh, and that is what our outline is going to be made of. Um, so I'm sorry if someone wrote in the word problems in uh, Roman numeral one on your outline that I handed out on Sunday night, <clears throat> mistakenly. Uh, anyway, let's look at the warnings tonight, and let's see what God has for us. Now, we just read chapter 13 and verse 1. Over, if you would, to chapter 15 and verse 5. And we'll read that. I'll have someone read it for me. But let me read verse uh, chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, the first point we're going to learn is found there in, in chapter 15. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But here's what Solomon warns. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, if someone's there in chapter 15 and verse 5, what do we find? Someone read it. So two times we're told, at least in these two verses, that we're not to what? What are we told not to do? Don't, don't despise it. Yes, don't despise it. And it's interesting, but fools do this in both passages. It's a fool who doesn't listen. It is a fool who despises. But then the question needs to be asked, what does it mean to despise? And if you look up the words, you'll find there are two different words, one, different in one chapter 1, verse 7, chapter 15, or verse 5. The first one means to disrespect or to hold it in contempt. So a fool holds instruction and wisdom with contempt. I have no interest in it. I don't want it. I don't want to even hear it. Don't despise it. God says that such is wrong. In chapter 15 and verse 5, different word, a fool despiseth, and it means to spurn. Now, uh, it, it might be at least somewhat to hold it in contempt and to spurn it. I, I don't think there'd be a lot of difference in that. But there was at least a different word. The picture here is a child who's given instruction, but they completely and utterly reject it. And they continue on their way, unwilling to bend or change their, their life. They don't change the path they're on. And ultimately, they do it to their own ruin or destruction. And so God says, listen, don't be that way in life. Don't hold it in contempt. Don't disrespect it. Don't push it aside. Don't spurn it. Listen. Look, if you would, and let's go back. Uh, well, actually, you can keep your place here. All right? Keep your place here, if you would. Uh, let me go back, and I'll read another verse. Uh, in the second one, we'll read... Well, go ahead, turn there. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Not only are we not to despise it, another warning given is in chapter 3 and verse 11. Verses we've already read as we were walking through the first time. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Uh, by the way, um, same, different word altogether. Third time, different word uh, is found there. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Now remember, the word chastening, correction, uh, is not only closely tied with instruction, but many times when you see the word chastening in Proverbs, it is the same word as instruction. 
that is translated depends on where it's used and how it's used in the, in the context. And so uh, here we find this very word instruction, and God tells us that we're not to uh, reject it. All right? That's what the idea of despising here, the third word translated despise. Um, now, it's a little bit like um, the, the, the word in chapter 15 and verse 5 when it says don't spurn it. Um, but I think if you look in verse 11, you find a little bit more what this idea of despising is. Despise not the chastening of the Lord, and here's an addition to that, neither be weary of his correction. Now, the word there means that you're not to sever yourself from or to loathe it or be disgusted with. That's, that's the word uh, tra- translated despise in verse 11. Um, you say, well, well, why? And why shouldn't you grow weary of it? So that, look, I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear this any longer. It's because it's given in love from God for your benefit because He wants you to be on the right path, and he understands that you're on the wrong path. And if you don't change your way, there's consequences that come. And a loving father does that. A loving father spanks, if you will, his son. A father who doesn't love his son or daughter doesn't spank them, doesn't correct them. Let's look at, let's move on uh, to chapter 5. Chapter 5. In verses 11 and 12, if someone would read that for us. Oh, there we go. Despise comes into this so many times. So, so Solomon was concerned about that. But here in chapter 5, verse, verse 12, we're told, don't hate it. Uh, look, if you would, just take a, a moment here to go to chapter 12. Chapter 12 and verse 1. In the word we learn about instruction, the loving instruction is a sign that you love knowledge. But then what do we find about reproof? All right, if you hate it, you're brutish. Do you know what that means? Well, I just put don't hate it. Do you know what it means to be brutish? Okay, uh, but literally, the word means stupid. Now, um, I, I know you're not supposed to say that, right? But it, that's what it means. It means to be stupid. So someone who hates reproof is stupid. Stupid people hate instruction. But there's hope. I came across this article. James Watson, a co-discoverer of the structure of DNA. Impressive. He said on British television in March of 2003 that he sees no reason why stupidity could not someday be corrected by gene therapy. He considers it a disorder. He said, if you're really stupid, I'd call that a disease. So in a documentary on a a TV station, he said, I'd like to get rid of stupidity. So my thought is he has plenty of people to work on. Start in the Oval Office, and then he can move right down to the Capitol building. And we have a ready allotment of people who could use some help. And all those who hate instruction are stupid people. So then I guess he starts 
family in every home. We're just going to get rid of stupidity. Well, look, you, you can't get rid of stupidity through gene therapy, I'll tell you, unfortunately, um, because uh, Solomon understood that part of our sin nature is to hate what is good for us and what we desperately need for life. And so God says, look, don't hate it. So we can't stamp out stupidity. That's a good a good theme, isn't it? Stamp out stupidity. The way you do it, truthfully, is someone comes to faith in Jesus Christ and learns to accept and follow and listen to the Bible. And, uh, and that is the way to, to stamp out stupidity. Um, now, I know some, none of you would say you hate instruction, um, but Proverbs deals with the remedial aspect of instruction, and the truth is that correction or verbal rebuke, even though it's hard to take, and even though we're, we're all averse to this, is really what we need for life. We need people to tell us at times we're wrong. I, I don't like hearing that. I don't like saying I was wrong, but I need it. And there are times where in life um, we just have to be willing. Look, this is a scary thought, but stupid people aren't willing to be corrected. Um, young people, remember that one, would you? Um, so have an ear and a heart willing to accept rebuke, so don't hate it. Look in chapter 13 in verse 1. And we already learned, we already read the verse, a wise son heareth his father's instruction, right? But a scorner, interesting statement here, heareth not. The idea of that is ignoring it. So don't ignore advice. A scorner doesn't give ear to listen to instruction. He has no desire to listen. In fact, a wise son heareth his father's instruction. And many times when you see Solomon saying, son, hear, son, listen, it's a, an ear attentive to hear. At the end of chapter, verse, thir- verse one in chapter 13, I'll get that right, all right? It's that he just doesn't have an ear for it. He's not willing, he ignores it. Um, and then look, if you would, at chapter 13 and verse 18 as we continue on our list. And what does God say there? Someone read it. All right, to refuse it there means to dismiss it. And what are the results? By the way, when you dismiss it, which is the idea found there, uh, dismiss instruction, what does God say is going to be the result? Poverty and shame. One or the other, or sometimes even both. When someone won't listen. Now, we could have lumped all those verses together, I know, but God uses different words and makes repeated attempts to remind us that there's a wrong way to respond when people give instruction. And remember that instruction is being given all around us so that when we observe people, like Solomon did, when he was, uh, observed the lazy person who wouldn't sow his field and it was grown over, he received instruction. So um, when uh, someone... Uh, shares e- even advice that isn't good advice and it's wrong counsel. May we be people who, who listen and hear and learn and understand that in all of life, there's counsel that will lead us the wrong way. There's counsel that will lead us the right way. And a wise person listens, evaluates, and determines based on the word of God and, and, 
and wise counsel, uh, what instruction is going to help and guide him in the way that he ought to go in life, and he learns to listen to it and doesn't reject it in any way. So let's be people who learn. So let's look at the work, and uh, we won't, I, I, yeah, I was hoping I'd get through all of it. But I always have that hope, and I never get there, right? You know, I understand. So what does God tell us to do? Uh, let's see, chapter 8 and verse 10. Would you go there? Chapter 8 and verse 10. And you tell me, what does God tell you to do? What's, what's the instruction there? All right, this is, this is really deep, all right? Receive it. Very good. Chapter 1 and verse 3 says the same thing. To receive the instruction of wisdom. Uh, chapter 19 and, ver and verse 20 is to receive it. And the word used there means to take it willingly. So our work is we need to take it willingly. Not only should we not hate it. You know, that's one of the things. Some people, you know, like they reject uh, counsel and instruction. But there's the other side to this. Because some people that don't reject it, they may not push it off and say, I don't want anything to do with it. Maybe they don't do anything with it. But God tells us when he gives us instruction about this matter, he says, look, you need to take it willingly. You, you've got to be open to the fact that maybe you need to change. Maybe the pattern of your life is going the wrong direction. And someone is giving instruction. So be wise. I can't tell you how many times... Um, I, I've heard people in, in that, that are getting involved in wrong kind of relationships and maybe their parents go to them or, or maybe some, some good people at church go to a young lady or a guy who's getting involved in a relationship that isn't healthy, it isn't good, and, and they go and they try to give them advice. And, well, you're just trying to ruin my life. You know? and, and they get to the place where um, you know, they may not say that. They may not say anything. They might say thanks, you know, and they just go on their way. But God tells us that we need to be willing to take instruction. Uh, three times in Proverbs, take instruction willingly. Um, in fact, you're in chapter 8, right? Look, look again at verse 10. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than all right, all right, so, so here's the idea. I, I, I like this one. If you were offered money or rebuke, which would you choose? <laughs> money! All right, but in this verse, he's telling us that we should value rebuke more valuable than silver so that if someone to say, hey, I got money for you or I got some advice for you that's going to help you in life, what's more valuable? And he says, look, take the advice rather than the money because it can change the course of your life and it will benefit your life far more than money ever will. And that's something I think a lot of times we forget, that there is something very valuable about good godly counsel there's something very valuable in life about just listening to instruction that's going to get us on the right path or keep us on the right path or get us turned back to the right path. In fact, you look at it, choose knowledge rather than choice goal. So not only do I have money for you, but I got a lot of money for you. So what would you choose? 
you know, I know, humanly, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want someone to correct me. I'd rather take the money and run. You know, I'll find, I'll find good counsel elsewhere. But Solomon says the wise person is a person who understands the great value. And when you understand the great value of it, then you're going to be more willing to take it. Does, does, that, does that make sense? But I'm afraid that sometimes we don't understand the value of it, and we don't value it like we should. And that is why when it's given, it's kind of like, <clears throat> I don't want to hear that from you. There's a show um, on the Food Network where this guy helps failing restaurants turn around. I've only seen it once or twice. But when this guy arrives, things are always in terrible shape. And he helps these people see that there are problems, and then he tells them what they need to do to change their business and turn things around. So the whole show is based upon that, so obviously they're going to do it. But uh, this guy is just unbelievably harsh and blunt. I mean, he just, he, just, he just lays it on the line. I mean, he'll sit down and he'll say, all right, prepare your best meals. And they bring out the meals, and he'll eat just a little bit. And then he'll say, this food is awful! I don't know about you, but you have a restaurant that serves food and you send out your best meals and the guy says, this food stinks. I mean, that's kind of hard to take, don't you think? Now, even if you ask the guy to come, it's still hard to take when someone tells you something like that. And that, that is the way he is. This food is terrible. Or, you know, he'll, he'll say, your leadership skills are no good. Or... Or you're not charging them enough. Well, they like to hear that one, I guess. But, uh, you know, there's, I mean, he just, he'll just hit them and he'll hit them right between the eyes with the things that, that they need. Now, his abrupt approach, his harsh ways are sometimes not taken too well. But the owners know they need help. And although they bristle at the thought of changing their menu or whatever they need to do, they've come to grips with the fact he's there to help. And so although it's hard to take, they're still willing. And I think that's a, kind of a good picture of what God, the way God wants us to be thinking about this, the great work. I just want to be, you know what? I just want to be willing to hear what I need to hear. Um, whether that is, is counsel about, about the ministry and the work of God, um, whether that's how to have a right home and a right marriage, uh, whether that's just about how to deal with relationships. I, I just want to be a person who, who is willing to hear the rebukes of life and values those things more valuable than, than silver or gold because, because as we said last, last week at the end of the message, our life is on the line. The way of life rests upon hearing instruction. So then let's leave it there. Uh, we looked at the negative things, the things we shouldn't do, but the work that God wants us to do three different times, he tells us, take it willingly. Open your heart to instruction and let instruction guide you in a path that's pleasing to the Lord. And in doing so, you'll save yourself. And down the road, you'll be able to help others with instruction because you've learned 
And it's far better doing it that way than telling someone, I didn't listen and I had to pay for it and I'm trying to help you now. Isn't it sad that so often that's the kind of only person we listen to? It's like, oh, this guy really messed up his life and he's telling you, he's going to tell you about the heartache that comes with it. Change your ways. Rather than just being people who listen before we ever get our life messed up and go the right direction. Father, help us to take instruction willingly. And Father, may we not be people who, who push it aside or, or fight against it. Help us not to be brutish people, but willing learners that we might go down the path you want us in life and avoid the pitfalls that so often come with people that don't listen. And we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Lord bless you as you take God's instruction and instruction willingly. You're dismissed.